Hello and welcome back to Into the Shoujoverse. Today we are recording our finale. I am Samosa, and we are joined today by not all of us, unfortunately, for the finale, but we have Bees, Nikki, and Azan. Hello. So today it's going to be a little bit, I mean, we are always casual, but more casual <laughs> than normal. This is going to be a low energy episode. <laughs> a little bit too low energy. And that's yeah. okay. Um, so we're going to talk about shoujo and how it's impact us to, impacted us for the most part. Um, it has definitely impacted my wallet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I spent like, I don't want to see the amount on Basara volumes for the past year and how many volumes of like manga in general do you have? Honestly, not that many, but it's mostly the Basara volumes that are that ate them up, ate up all my money. But it was worth it. I have no regrets. <laughs> we can start by talking about the monetary impacts of Shoujo. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Asa also has a um. Big oh, manga yeah, she, collection. She has, she if has I recall like, correctly. Yeah, Inuyasha, right? Like the entire set. I don't have all of them. I have up to volume like 38. Um trying to complete my Ranma Half Jesus. collection. I'm missing like four volumes of that. I would say altogether I have about five hundred. Dang. <laughs> but That's honestly, a lot. It, wow. I don't know. Like it could be more or less than that. That's just a general estimation i've been collecting for 15 no more than 15 years so when you spread out the money like that and then a lot of the volumes have been like used it's not that bad they have really like increased in price in like the past year or so because of covid it's insane have like kami sama kiss is not out of print but people are selling it for like the entire set to 25 volumes for like fifteen hundred dollars and people actually bought it <laughs> it's, it's not out of print like i have to emphasize it it was just out of stock like all you had to do was wait a few months for like like whatever volume to just come back and stock Jeez. i was thinking of just selling like i have three of the volumes and i think like this one of like two of them were selling for like a hundred bucks and i was like i was really debating on just like selling it <laughs> and then just buying it again later hey that's not a bad idea you know i like shoujo but i don't like it that much to spend fifteen hundred dollars on volumes yeah no that's vacation money yeah. Or debt money. Yeah, I don't, I don't actually spend money on shoujo either. I I wish I actually did a long time ago because I think I think they're a little bit more expensive now than they were back then too, just in general. Mm -hmm. I actually just don't know where to... I just never knew where to buy them. <laughs> and I still like... I don't know. I've, I've never really seen much physicals in general. It's just easier to buy them online, or like to just read the ebook. Yeah, but even the ebooks are like expensive too for like a digital copy. Like, why am I going to pay ten dollars for something I can also buy for ten dollars? Yeah, it should be like uh -huh. half price if it's just an ebook. I feel like it typically is less expensive, but not by much digitally. 
I don't know. I don't have any ebooks. Guess it depends. Also, one volume ones. is only like what five chapters. It's really not worth it. It uh, depends. Well, if we're talking about shojo. Shojo tends to have longer mm-hmm. chapters, but shonen is like sometimes they'll stuff like ten, vo- oh, ten really? chapters in a volume. Yeah, because they're short. Viz, Viz has like all the shonen, and they are cheaper than the other manga companies by a couple bucks per volume. I recently started buying some though. I stopped a little bit because I hate like I don't want to start a collection while I'm like transient. Yeah. I have to just <laughs> bring it everywhere with me. Yeah, half of my I moved out of my parents' house um 13 years ago and half of my vanga is still there. Oh no. <laughs> I'm working on it. 13 years ago. That's yeah. 250 volumes, right? It's in the I don't, yeah, it's not, not like exactly half, but a, a good chunk is still in the closet in my old bedroom. As it should be. No, I want them here. <laughs> what would you do if you have kids and they like ruined all your manga? Honestly, I don't think I would be like that tore up. I'm not a very materialistic person i don't get really attached mm. to stuff i even considered selling my pokemon card collection a bit ago and i have like over three thousand cards oh wow so like really you know you should definitely sell it now when it's expensive yeah the thing is you have to with pokemon cards if you want to actually make money you have to go get the rare cards graded like you have to pay to have them graded by like a professional uh. company if you want to actually make money on them mm-hmm. and like although i do have a lot of rare cards like they're not in like perfect perfect condition so mm-hmm. i don't know i estimate i could probably make two or three thousand dollars off of them maybe that's a lot yeah i don't know they're just sitting there i don't know if i'm gonna sell them some people are making like pokemon card walls i remember seeing that on like tiktok that is kind of a cool idea, but then, like, if you move, you have to take it down. That's true. And that's, like, and you, can you can't, like, it's just ruined. Too. Yeah. When I'm, like, trying to make these decisions about, like, decorating or, like, collections, I'm just like, I'm probably gonna move mm-hmm. in the next year or two. It's gonna be a pain. The only thing I bought for, like, decoration stuff was, like, a bed frame, because before that, my mattress was just on the floor. <laughs> I just... I hate being so transient and, like, having, like, year-long housing only, really, mm-hmm. before moving because it's, like, I can't buy nice furniture. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, you can, but, you know, I'm, like, hesitant to do it because, like, they don't move with it and, like, I don't know how long I'm going to be here for. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you should, if you have the money to, you should buy nice furniture because, Moving takes a really heavy toll on your furniture. Like, your IKEA furniture is only gonna maybe handle one move, if that. So, I would yeah. I would get nicer furniture if you have the money for it, because it can stand up to the moving. My IKEA table has handled three moves. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> Don't diss on IKEA. Hey, it's I, doing have, its best. I have plenty of IKEA furniture in my house. <laughs> it is it is like eighty percent IKEA furniture. <laughs> The thing with, like, okay, the thing with pricier furniture is also rather usually heavier or larger. 
and I also don't want to move it. Nikki, you have so many boy toys you could call over. <laughs> I do not! <laughs> Are you sure, Nikki? I'm, I'm sure um, Crypto Guy would have loved to help you out. <laughs> I'm actually really bad at asking for help like that. Oh. Alright, well, I can talk about another way that Shodo has impacted me. When I was a middle schooler, that's when I started reading shoujo manga, and by the time I was in ninth grade, I was so obsessed with it, like reading it in class under my desk, or drawing anime during class, um, that my grades started to really go down. Like I was a straight A student, and then like I was getting like a D in math, <laughs> um, oh my God. because of manga. Because I was so obsessed with it and just was not paying attention in class and was just reading under the desk. Got called out by the teacher multiple times for doing that. <laughs> um, but then we moved to Ohio and I got stuck like right in front of the teacher in the class, like literally in the first row of desks. And then I went back to an A because I had to pay attention. So that saved me. But it actually did have a negative impact on my grades. So... Um, not, not a great look, manga. Not a great look. You know, as a, when you were talking about reading manga under your desk, it, um, took me back to this time. I distinctly remember 10th grade. I was in, oh, my, whatever math class I was taking. Algebra 2? I don't remember. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. I remember the teacher. Anyways, I was sitting in the back of the class and it was super easy. It was a snooze class for me. Um, and I would sit in the back and I'd play Minesweeper on my phone all day. <laughs> Minesweeper? Yeah. I'm not to flex or anything, but I'm kind of a Minesweeper pro. <laughs> Have you ever, like, entered a, a tournament or anything? No, Competing? but I'd probably smoke the competition. You I should. gotta give everyone else a chance. You should. Get some money. Minesweeper competitions. That could be your niche on Twitch. Just be the Minesweeper girl. <laughs> I'm sure there are other people who play Minesweeper. Yeah, that'd be funny. But are they as good as you? That's the question we all have <laughs> no answers for. I used to just sleep. Yeah, same. If I didn't do anything in class, I would sleep. Or I would just... My senior and junior year, I would just ditch. I had really bad attendance, especially senior year. When I drove myself... I actually drove myself junior year too, but when I started driving myself, my attendance was so bad. I skipped school in my senior year, but I just stayed at home and my parents just- I just got my mom to write me like a sick note. <laughs> my mom got sick of getting freaking phone calls about my attendance. I just kept telling her, I'm like, it's whatever. I was like, they're lying. Oh no. <laughs> or like, I think- so I used to get pulled out of class for like some like study. Like, they're doing a research study in my school, and I was, like, part of it, and they used to pull me out of class for it. And then they would always they would always be too late to, like, excuse my absence. So I, they used to always call my house saying that, like, I was absent. And then I kept telling my mom, I'm like, they're going to fix it because I was there for whatever. And then after that thing was over and I still kept ditching, I just kept telling her the same thing. Did they not have, like, a detention thing for they you guys? Did. For they did have a detention thing, but I just did not do it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, no. 
<laughs> Nikki and does it to Lincoln. But if you skip detention, don't you get like suspension? Um, no, they don't make you. They just like they're like you. They basically let you do it whenever you want. But I just like never did it. And I graduated. Wow, my high school made, school made detention like mandatory. If you like skip detention, it was just automatically becoming like in school suspension. Well, they're like they'll be like you have like four Saturday schools and like twenty detentions you have to clear, and I'm like shit, I'm not going to prom. <laughs> so yeah. did you not go to prom? I actually didn't go to prom though. Oh, oh my gosh. So my prom, this is like kind of related to manga because it has to do with my interest in J-pop. Um, Did you dress up as a J-pop person for your prom? No, I actually wore a very tasteful black dress, which I still have. Or do oh, I? nice. No, I might have given that away. Picture. I'm know. proud of you, Azan. No, but... I'm not cosplaying yet. <laughs> I, I didn't... <laughs> my skills were not good enough yet to cosplay, but um, they did have a DJ that took requests. Like, they were just... It was just a DJ sitting there with LimeWire, so, like, he could literally download anything and play it. So, me and the other nerdy kids went up and like weebs. would request yeah i mean the other weebs would go up and request like j-pop <laughs> or anime music and like would dance to our song and then he'd be like okay we have to we have to do some stuff for the other kids too so like there'd be like six of us on the dance floor dancing to our j-pop song and then they'd put on like a normal whatever like mainstream song and like we'd go off and the whole rest of the student body would like come on and dance and then they'd go back to a J-pop song, and they'd all go off the dance floor, and us six would go back up there. Uh, it was so, so embarrassing. I had to, my, my Japanese teacher made us sing J-pop songs in our Japanese class as a way to learn. Oh no! Japanese. <laughs> wow. Like, I freaking sang AKB48 songs. She was freaking in love with Exile. We sang so many Exile songs. We sang an Arashi song. Oh my gosh, she's, yeah, we used to sing a lot of J-pop songs in class. I mean, I think that would be... Did you take Japanese because of your interest in manga? No. Kind of, maybe no. a little bit. Why little Japanese bit. then? Um, so... I was, like, telling, um, bees and somewhere earlier, but, like, I wanted, uh, to transfer out of my like residential school into that school you can say stuff like oh i want to take japanese but my dis my like residential district doesn't allow me to take or like they, we don't they don't offer it but your but like your district offers it so let me take it here <laughs> so i have to take but it why why japanese i don't know that's the that was the only one that was offered at that district the that only language that was the only language I was offered there and not at my district. So it allowed She basically me. used it as an excuse. Yeah, it was an excuse to transfer me to that school because that school is like considered like a better rated school. Oh. And then, yeah, and so um, that's why. And then so my class consisted of weebs. Uh people who transferred in like me and like maybe a couple of people there actually wasn't that many people and like japanese heritage people did you ever become proficient enough to like read uh, no. in japanese no there's too much kanji kanji so fucking hard yeah i i knew my katakana and hiragana like really well but kanji <laughs> that's yeah there's way too much over kanji. my head I can read it in hiragana, but yeah, I can read it when they have like you know hiragana on the side of the kanji. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But 
it was really hard and also i don't know i don't think i did that japanese was probably the class i did the worst in out of all of high school they're pretty bad and at least in the later like three and four it was really hard I think this is just the high school reminiscence episode. <laughs> Let's pretend we're in a sh- we're shoujo age. Would you guys say that like shoujo or manga in general like did have any like other impacts on your school life or like on your choices in education? I don't think it had. Uh, I was oh. just gonna say I can confidently say no. <laughs> Same. I don't think I had, like, I've talked about this in therapy before, which I mentioned, I think, in the mental health episode. But, like, I talked about how, like, I feel like when I, I used to seek out when I was younger, like, the mangas where they had very, very, like, capable, strong, very perfect female leads. And I feel like that made a lot of pressure on me growing up, where it was, like, really hard for me to make mistakes. and also pushed like this like weird sense of justice in me um like you know like standing up for like people that are getting bullied and like things like that uh or like i don't know just like i think i developed this like really really strong sense of justice although that's like really hard honestly it's like really hard to fight for justice in the way that like freaking shoujo female leads fight for justice right they go too far yeah, uh, yeah, it's like honestly, it's it's hard, it's hard, and then also they're just like these characters are always just so perfect. They're very Mary Sue characters, and I used to like really seek that out when I was younger. And I think like then I just like had this like sense of like perfectionism, and then like it was really hard for me when I like obviously would fail because you know I'm not perfect, and so I don't know. I think I struggled a lot with that, and I thought about like. Like, I always thought about, like, where does this, like, you know, sense of justice, where does this, like, idea that to be perfect came comes from? And I don't know, maybe when I was younger, when I read all those, maybe that's what influenced me a little bit. I can't really say, but I always thought that maybe that had influenced, like, as a young girl reading, because I started reading manga when I was in elementary school. As a young girl reading all these, like, super, super, like, like, angel-like female characters that just, like, their morals are just so like you know yeah and they didn't make mistakes and or like their mistakes were like really simple like stupid mistakes they're like you know in a silly goofy mood sometimes but you know obviously like they weren't making um too many like that poor decisions i would say i don't know but i think it kind of affected me a little bit growing up and then i don't know i'm a i'm in a social work program now so I don't know that maybe this is like a new realization. I was like, wait, maybe that sense of justice pushed me towards this. Mm. But who knows? It might have. That's where I'm at now. I think it did affect me a little bit. What was your favorite shoujo when you were growing up? Um, I really liked Gaku and Alice. I still really like Gaku and Alice. Yeah, if Gaku and Alice was what was influencing your sense of justice, then <laughs> I can definitely see it. Or like, you know, obviously Sailor Moon and stuff pushing like that. You, and then like, I mean, Gaku and Alice is about children with a lot of trauma, so pushing you into working, doing social work with children. <laughs> that could, that could I mean, definitely I guess, be a factor. I don't, 
I don't want to work with children though. But like, uh, have you guys ever read like Pikachu? Like Pikachu? I really like like Pikachu or like Rock in Heaven. Like all the ones where they would like fight against these like these like troubled schooled bullies, you know? I think it had sort of the opposite impact on me that I don't know what I was reading, but I started to like victimize myself. I feel like I was. I was very lonely and like no one understood me. Um, like I became very, I don't want to say emo because like I didn't do the style at all, but like the mentality, I guess I was kind of emo. Um, like I wrote really sad poems that were like self deprecating and it's like, it almost like felt good to feel sorry for myself. Like, I don't know, like somehow, Somehow I was like noble for bearing all these burdens and not talking to anyone about them. And no one, no one knew my struggle. Um, but I, I think that I did take that from manga. Which ones? I'm not really sure. But, like but, the mangas where like the female leads are more like reserved and then like so. Or like bullied and. Like, I was or, never like, the bullied. the male but... leads are, or sometimes the male leads are like that, too. Yeah. I was never actually bullied, but, or I mean, like, maybe, I don't know, if you stretch the meaning of bullied, but it's not like I was really bullied or anything. But, um, and I think it also, like, it made my expectation of love, like, there was this perfect, like, soulmate type of person for me out there. And, like, if we just passed each other, like, I wanted, okay, so one of the things that super impacted from manga was I was waiting for a transfer student. Like, all the, every day I would be like, today we're going to have a transfer student and they will be a super hot guy who loves anime and manga too and somehow we'll just click. And, like, it will, my shoujo will start from there, but... I was super, super hyped about a transfer student coming in. <laughs> Did you ever meet your transfer student, no. Silver? No, we oh. had one transfer student and she was, yeah, it was a woman and she was like, I don't even know. I never even talked to her, so. Maybe she was yeah. in fact a weeb. She could have been your student. This could have been your GL romance. <laughs> no. I don't think she had any interest in anime or manga. Well, it worked out. You found um, Surge after all this time. After all this time. That took a while. See, there is hope for you, listeners. <laughs> you <laughs> just have to wait till you're like 25. But yeah, I think it impacted my like expectations of romance. And like, I, it's, I don't know how to say it. Like, I put love like on a pedestal. Like, I, I would argue that love is, like, the ultimate thing, but, like, I made it out to be the ultimate thing. Like, romance would be, like, if it was right, it would be perfect. Like, I, I think I really overlooked the, you're going to need to put in effort and, like, things aren't going to go smoothly. Um, like, I really romanticized my first love to be, like, love at first sight, soulmates meeting, and I don't believe in that at all anymore, but back in my impressionable young high school mind, I think that's how I started to think about love. Interesting. 
I mean, I didn't start reading manga until I was already in high school, so I don't think it had the same uh, effect. Yeah, same effect on my view of love. Yeah, same. I've always been pretty, like, uh, can't think of the word. I'm too tired. Um, but um, I've always been, like, critical of, like, like love at first sight and stuff like that. Because, I mean, part of it is, like, putting in, like, hard work and stuff. Like, I've always known that you can't just expect things to go, like, the way you want it to. It just doesn't happen like that. Life isn't like that. Yeah. No, I definitely know that now. But before I'd ever really had a relationship. I don't know. I yeah, guess I... Shoujo definitely sets up the expectations that love is just like doki doki. Yes, but exactly. Go look at the Christmas lights. That love is doki doki. That like there will be heart pounding moments all the time. <laughs> and there'll be sparkles and flowers around the guy. Mm-hmm. That's why it's like a good emphasis that shoujo is fiction. <laughs> None of this ever happens. I don't think Ed ever does in real life. Like, sure, people marry their like high school sweethearts or like their middle school sweethearts or their childhood friends, but those cases are really rare. I think they are. Yeah. It just goes to show that, like, for, I mean, now that we're older, we can look down at shoujo or look back at shoujo and be like, yeah, this clearly is fictional, but it like it's warm-hearted and it makes me feel happy in the moment but for someone who's that age and reading it they might actually believe that this next transfer student he's gonna come in and we're gonna fall in love and we'll watch anime and, and we're gonna get together <laughs> and then we're gonna get married and i'm gonna be a stay-at-home mom i literally do <laughs> comics about this comics about a transfer student coming into my class <laughs> yeah and you're probably you're definitely not the only one since it's like a lot of shoujo is like self-insert fiction yeah with like the female lead not having like a strong personality doormat i don't want to be mean but yeah i the good thing is i never fantasized about those like mean male leads or like the ones that are just downright cruel um i never fantasized about those guys they were never of interest to me. I was always more interested in like the kind of Kyo type of person. I guess he does get kind of mean. <laughs> I also loved Inuyasha. See, like the Sunsun guys. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. I guess I do. Not really in reality, though. Like, I guess soon enough I was able to separate like shoujo romance from reality. What was like the like what sparked your like uh disappointment? <laughs> was it a specific guy? Huh? Like um what caused like you to realize okay, like men are trash? <laughs> <laughs> um uh we're going to we're going to get into a therapy session if I start going into that. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Um that's okay. All we need to know is that men are eventually, trash. <laughs> uh, I mean, you you grew up from shoujo into josei, and then <laughs> the rest is history. Any last words? <laughs> I feel like this was mostly me talking about how shoujo <laughs> impacted me. Well, I came into this knowing that shoujo hasn't really impacted my life that much. Because uh, I started reading it so late. 
It's impacted my wallet minorly. I have a few volumes. I did, when I started reading Shoujo, I got super into Yono the Dawn, of course, because it's amazing. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to collect this one physically. And then I, so I have the first three volumes. And then I, at the time, there was like 19. And I was like, no way. And then now there's like 35, 36. And I'm like, yeah, um, how about no? I'm content with the first three. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I like to collect the first volume and the last volume, and I'm like, okay, maybe over time I can try to, like, get the rest. That was my logic for, like, most of the manga I've been getting. And then, got into Basara, and everything is out of print, and anytime I try to see, like, try to buy something, it just comes out to be more expensive later. So yeah, I was like, you know what, screw it, I'll just buy it now. And now I have all the volumes except one, and I'm very proud of that. <laughs> I'm gonna resell a couple, though. Since I have some what? extras. Oh, you have extras? Yeah, because I was buying them in like box sets because it was cheaper like ah. that versus like trying to buy it individually. So right now I have a lot of rare ones that I can sell for $300 each. And I'm very, I can, I can make my profit. I can come back. <laughs> I, so I can have a comeback. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Get your money. Like, it was kind of funny. So I bought the first volume in the set for, like, I think, like, $15. And now it's being sold on eBay for, like, $60. And this is in the span of a year. I don't know what happened. I guess COVID. But, like, all of a sudden, everything just got more expensive. But, like, I bought it in a year, like, a year ago. So it shouldn't, like, the COVID was kind of halfway through. So it, like, Yeah, the but the supply chain issues weren't. Like, we didn't really have the supply and chain issues yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, because it's because it's been so long term that it's just um, spiraled out of control at this point. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for, like, out of stock manga to be sold for, like, a ton of money. Bro, I ordered, um, I think I ordered 10 volumes of Hunter x Hunter on, um, Right Stuff Anime. And I knew not all of them were in stock, so I knew it would take a while. I got five of them. I'm still waiting for five. I had to I put cancel it... my right stuff order because they just weren't shipping it. It was so annoying. Because they don't like to ship unless they have everything. Yeah. I'm like, come on. I want... <laughs> Hunter x Hunter is one of those that I want to collect because I love it. Mm. Will it ever be completed? Nope. We're, probably we're not. going on, say, but... th- is it three years now? <laughs> I think. Something like that. Maybe even more. Anyways, this is our final episode of the season. Thank you for joining us on our tangents, our shoujo adventures. Um, We'll be back at some point with (laughs) new episodes um, when everyone has a little bit more time to record. Mm -hmm. But we've been having fun. Thank you for joining us on our as we delve into the shoujo race. And because she said the title, that means we're done. Yep. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Goodbye. See you next season. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Into the Shoujoverse. Check out our social media. We're on Twitter at The Shoujoverse, YouTube and Instagram at Shoujoverse, and TikTok at Into the Shoujoverse. Thank you so much.